of Boom Clap Podcast. Oh gosh, guys, we have not recorded together since, I don't know, the week before Christmas or two weeks before Christmas. I know we released an episode to you guys last week, but that was recorded before Christmas. So we had a nice long break and we're going to talk about some things that happened. I don't know, one thing in particular, I guess, that happened while we were on break. We're going to talk about this um, conservative dad's calendar and how conservatives and Christians aren't necessarily the same thing. Those words are not synonyms, um, contrary Mm -hmm. to popular belief. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, I don't know, maybe at the beginning here, we can just chit chat about our time off a little bit. Um, I don't know. My thoughts are just starting out here that I... I don't know, the verse um, in Mark about um, God made, like the Sabbath was made for man, Mm. not um, man for Sabbath. Like, I feel like for the first time in, for the first time in my life, I don't just comprehend that intellectually. Like, I feel that deep in my soul. And um, I don't know, those two weeks we had off, which I guess, Maybe you took longer off or maybe you didn't take as long off of social media, but I've just been completely off social media with the exception of just scrolling a few minutes here and there Mm -hmm. just to see kind of what's going on in the world. But um, I've been basically completely off and I need that. Like I need that. Yeah, me too. I was off. I can't remember exactly when I went off, but I think it was before Christmas because I never posted anything at Christmas time that I can recall. Maybe, Mm -hmm. maybe someone's listening is like, actually you did. (laughs) news to me. I can't remember, but I've been off a long time and it actually felt like a long time too, which is great. Like in a good way, you know, that's how, how so I often, feel. Yeah. Yeah. So often like we'll take a break from whatever we're doing, whether it's social media or work or whatever, we'll take a little vacation, a little holiday. And it seems like it's just the blink of an eye and you're mm-hmm. back. Well, for some reason this felt longer. Yeah. It felt longer and it was so needed. And like you said, Sabbath is made for man. And mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember, but like, I think it was like a year ago or somewhere in that time frame in the past mm-hmm. year where I had shared with you this sermon series on Sabbath. Yeah, that wasn't actually that long ago. I think it was, was it um, early, I think it was like late summer. Oh, could be mm-hmm. honestly. Yeah. It's, this is how life has been lately. It just it feel everything feels like so long ago, yet also just yesterday. Yeah. Weirdly. <laughs> so I never have any idea, but I was feeling it strongly then. And I don't know if it's because I had felt it that way back then that when this Christmas break came up, it's like as soon as the Christmas Eve service at my church was done, which I love, I love Christmas Eve services. Um, But as soon as it was done, and that was kind of like my last responsibility, you know, that I had to deal with, I was in full on rest mode. And it was amazing. I mean, we did so much around the house and stuff, but it was different because there wasn't that pressure of like something else is always coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes a difference. Yeah, like we've Levi and I have had some irons in the fire, so mm-hmm. to speak, but it's like different. It's mm-hmm. different when you're not in constant creation mode mm-hmm. and constant because I think something that people who don't create may not understand is that when you're, looking at issues for the sake of understanding them yourself. It's different Mm -hmm. than looking at issues for the sake of understanding them and speaking to them. To communicate. In a way, yeah, to communicate adequately to other people and in a way that honors, you know, the Lord. Because we don't want to just pipe off, you know, without thinking through what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of pressure that comes with that. And I know that we've talked about that before, but um, like you said, it felt like a long break. It felt good. It felt needed. Mm -hmm. And... I don't know. It just is rejuvenating. So I don't know. This year I'm thinking of going into, and I don't really do, we've talked about this before too. We don't really do necessarily new year's resolutions, but Mm -hmm. I was thinking about what I want this year to look like. And I'm very motivated to do a lot, to do Mm -hmm. a lot of things. But Mm -hmm. the phrase that keeps coming to mind is slow intention because I I don't want to just move through things rapidly and be busy for the sake of being busy. Cause I think there's a lot of that in the world. Um, for example, our Christmas tree is still up. It is what January 8th, our Christmas tree is still up. Like, I don't care if the rest of the world showed on social media themselves tearing stuff down the day after Christmas. I don't uh-huh. care if it's time to quote, move on. I still have plans to post a 
reel of my 2023 because it was a wonderful year. I want to put that together for myself. I don't care if everybody else thinks I'm late to the party. Like I want to do that for myself. And so I don't care if things are slow. I don't care if things are on my timeline because we don't need to live so fast as long as things get done. And I don't know, this is where my mind is. I want to be intentional. I want to do the things I want to do and get them done, but slow if necessary and well. (laughs) Yeah, I like that. And I agree with it. I don't know if I sent you a podcast that my friend had sent me about Advent. Did I? Mm. It was a Sally Clarkson podcast. I think so. But actually, maybe you did because, like I said, I haven't done much. So some things have been overlooked. (laughs) Totally. I can't remember if I did or not. I did send it to like a couple other people as we were talking about the Christmas season because December hits sometimes even earlier and people are, you know, decorating and doing all sorts of things, gift shopping. um, There's all sorts of activities. And this friend and I were both kind of just talking about how like, oh, we're just kind of feeling so done, so tapped out. And she shared with me this podcast episode that she said she listens to like every year at the beginning of Advent. And I can see why, because I forget who the guest was, but he's like a poet, really, really good poet. And um, he talked about how Advent is done differently now, or Mm -hmm. Advent or the Christmas season in general is done differently now than it used to be. And Maybe I'm really dumb because I didn't know this, but the 12 days of Christmas actually starts on Christmas Eve. I did not know that. And people would treat December kind of like Lent, where it's like the 1st of December hit, maybe even earlier, I'm not sure exactly the details, but beginning of December, people would like power down and like do less and have less and treat it like Lent as they prepared to celebrate Jesus's birth. Mm -hmm. And then when December 24th hit, like decorations would go up and parties would start and the 12 days of Christmas would commence. And something inside my soul just felt so happy listening to that. And also I had this sense of like, maybe we're all doing it wrong, you know? And so next year, not that I intend to like not decorate until December 24th or anything, but I might decorate later and then leave my tree up until the 12 days of Christmas are over, you know, and just kind of try to take that step back beginning of December, maybe not in everything, but enough to notice a difference, you know, and just to prepare my heart because the way our culture currently does Christmas and the holiday season is it's like, go, 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 and then just keep going. And so a lot of times Christmas gatherings and family stuff and all the commitments that come up around those actual days of Christmas don't necessarily, you don't necessarily feel excited or rested going into them. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it would change if we actually kind of went back to how it was done before. Anyway, I thought it was interesting and it kind of gave me that Sabbath of the soul feeling as I listened to it. Yeah, I feel like that's kind of how, well, first of all, there's been a big trend over the last couple of years within the quote, I don't know, conservative community, um, conservative type Christian community online um, to move to that. And I Hmm. think because, well, I've missed that somehow. Yeah. Yeah. um, But I feel like we, like we decorate early, we decorate Mm -hmm. right after Thanksgiving, but we don't really get into all the I don't know. I'm just, we don't rush it. Like we always Mm -hmm. leave our tree up well into the new year. And I know a lot of people theirs comes down after quote epiphany and the Amish community here. I actually took a picture um, when we were there shopping a few weeks ago because they celebrate Christmas on January 6th. That's when they celebrate, um, which is after the 12 Hmm. days after December 25th. So um, they closed down. They had signs on their door like, we'll be closed January 6th for old Christmas. And I don't know. Christmas. Yeah. So that's when they still celebrate. Mm -hmm. Um, But anyway, I don't know. I always slow down for that two weeks. Like I love that week after Christmas when you don't have to do anything. And it's just kind of, and I say that I'm not working outside the home. So it feels like that for me, but um, I like that. It feels like time. that for us too, because my husband is a teacher, as mm-hmm. you know, but maybe some of our listeners don't. 
And so this year, how it worked is like he worked up until I think December 22nd. That was a Friday. And so then he had extra time off. Like today is January 8th as we're recording. And he just went back to work this morning. And so it felt weird, like having him work right up till Christmas. But it did give us more time after Christmas to just Mm -hmm. kind of relax as a family. And I don't know, do all sorts of things, play outside and paint our house and just, you know, like we've enjoyed that. So yeah. <laughs> and paint your house. How did that go, by the way? Oh, gosh. <laughs> so we decided with the kids, like they were part of the decision that for Christmas, what they were going to get was like repainted bedrooms because they destroyed their bedrooms when they were little. Um, my daughter especially just like drew all over her walls, my son's like pins and stuff all over their walls. And they were like a baby blue color and now they're older. And so repainted all their bedrooms. But then once all their bedrooms were repainted, we realized how crappy the hallway outside their bedrooms looked. And so we repainted the hallway. And then we realized, oh, wow, the stairs, the walls going up and down the stairs are terrible. And so we redid those. And then that brings us downstairs to our main kitchen, living room area. And we're like, oh my gosh, we didn't realize how bad these walls were until the other walls looked good. So then we like touched up all those walls But when we went, we didn't want to like totally repaint the downstairs because it wasn't near as bad as the upstairs. So I just went to the paint store and was like, can you match this paint? I brought in the old paint can with like the code and stuff on top. And they're like, sure, no problem. And they gave me the paint can back and they didn't show me the color or anything, but they were like, so this is um, not a 100% match probably, but it'll be very close. I'm like, that's okay. Like, I'm sure it's really close. (laughs) I took it home (laughs) and started painting my walls, like touching up just like little spots here and there. And it was so much darker than the original color, but I was just, Rita knows this about me. I move fast. You guys, like, it's not like, let's think about this. We are very different on this. (laughs) (laughs) This makes me like almost like sweat to listen. (laughs) Like, (laughs) And this all happened, like my husband didn't even know that I had gone to the store to get this matched paint color. And so I'm going to start laughing so hard just talking about this. But anyway, once I make a decision, it's like, we're going 100 miles per hour and nothing's going to slow me down. So I started painting the walls and it was looking really dark. And I was like, okay, well, it always goes on different and then it dries. And so I painted a lot I put one picture, I put one picture on Instagram last night just to show the difference of the color, but that did not show how much I painted it all over the place. (laughs) So just a little patches, right? Well, and in some places it was like pretty substantial, like a half a wall. But I mean, like you didn't like paint like a whole wall. You just like no took like patches. Like so you had like basically polka dot walls, right? Absolutely. (laughs) It was polka dot walls all over the place. And then It had been like an hour and, you know, modern paint, it dries pretty quickly. You're not supposed to recoat for four hours, but you can get an idea of what it's drying to, right? And so after like an hour, I was like, oh crap, (laughs) this is not so good. And so then my husband came inside and he's like, what did you do? I'm like, well, I thought maybe it would dry. (laughs) I thought maybe it would dry to the same color. He's And he just laughed. He's like, no, no, it did not. And so then what we ended up having to do is we literally cut out a piece of our wall from the original color. And I brought that into the paint store. (laughs) What? Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Because I still didn't want to repaint everything. But because my house was totally polka dotted everywhere, (laughs) I had to do something. And so we cut out a piece of wall and uh, I brought that into the paint store. And I heard the same thing again. They're like, it won't be 100% match, but it'll be close. And I was like, totally trusting again. Okay. Sounds good. Took it home. And guess what? It was like a 100% match that time. But because I had painted this dark paint and splotches all over my walls, I had to do two coats over everything in order to actually get it to baseline. Well, but anyway, I haven't heard how that ended up. So I'm really glad you didn't have to repaint the whole downstairs. No, <laughs> I mean, it still took way longer than it should have. But, you know, I couldn't even be mad about it because it was totally my own fault. And It was amusing for me because that is just what happens to me. Like, I do that. I do that kind of stuff. And I should learn. But I didn't. And that's kind of what makes it funny. (laughs) So, but I really wanted to paint our bedroom as well. um, Because I loved my daughter's room so much that I wanted to do our bedroom the same color. Um, 
but now my husband is kind of done with painting, so I can't say I blame him. So I'll wait maybe until spring break and then try and convince him it's time. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Yeah. Oh man. Well, moral of the story, we got a good break. Both of us did. And it was nice. And Mm -hmm. I just know so much that we do need that time. We need to slow down in the rush of the world that we see on social media. This mm-hmm. is not how we were made to live at all. It's not, not. how we're made to live. And, and, and also yeah. some people on social media make it look like it's a slow life, but it's, it can't be when no. you see everything that everyone is doing and it can look really peaceful and slow and like they got it all together, but there's no way, there's no way to do all the things that people show and have it everything be calm and peaceful all the time. It's just, I don't see how it's yeah. possible. So just we've been talking that about mind. that on our, we've been talking about that mm-hmm. aside a lot lately between us, just like, I don't know how these women have brand new little babies and my mm-hmm. baby's not brand new, but he's under one, right? Mm-hmm. Like how people have little babies, they're running a business, they're homeschooling their kids, mm-hmm. they're doing all these things and they're still supposedly putting family first. And making family time. Mm-hmm. And like, that's impossible unless you have an assistant, unless well, you're not showing us everything, do, you know, and they, yeah. And maybe yeah. they do. But my point is like, some of these people are promoting like other women doing these things so that they mm-hmm. can like be home with their family. And I'm like, there's right. a difference in being physically home with your family mm-hmm. and being mentally and emotionally with your family. And available. Yeah. And available. Those are two different things because I could be home with my family all day Mm -hmm. and still not be, like you said, available to them. Those are two different things. And which is worse. Yeah. In a sense, right? Yeah. So I've said the same thing with like Christian school versus public school. Like, and this is not true for all Christian schools, but some of them, it's like sending your kid to a public school, except it's cleaner and nicer and fancier and it has the word Christian stamped on it. Mm-hmm. which is perhaps sometimes worth worse for their faith development because they see hypocrisy in all of these things than it would be to send them to public school where there's no pretending that it's something that it's not, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas you can be home and it's got home stamped on it and presence stamped on it, but it's not necessarily the same thing as yeah, being emotionally and mentally and physically available to your family yeah. and living that out first. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Speaking of pretending you're one thing, but being another, (laughs) this Mm -hmm. is a great transition into the topic at hand today. So I know that was kind of a long intro guys, but I don't know. It felt good to chit chat with you all. So anyway, um, this calendar popped up. This was one of the few minutes I got on Instagram. One of the first things I saw was somebody, um, I think maybe it was Sam Say had posted about this conservative dad's calendar. And I'm like, what is conservative dad's calendar? And he was basically like, this is not Christian. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, yeah, obviously it's not Christian. Mm -hmm. And then I scroll through the comments and he's getting slammed by Christian conservatives. So So, describe what the calendar is like for people because I didn't see it either. Yeah. So you can go to ultrarightbeer.com to view this. But yeah. Sorry. <laughs> what is that? Guy, yeah. So, I mean, he's a marketing genius as far as mm. the beer goes. Because remember the whole Bud Light thing went down with Dylan Mulvaney being their spokesperson. Yeah, right. Okay. Dylan yeah. Mulvaney, if you guys don't know, but I'm sure you do because the name is everywhere, is the transgender guy that transitioned to a girl that did the 100 days to being a woman or whatever. Yeah. And so anyway... Um, became famous on TikTok and then ended up promoting all of these things from tampons to beer, okay? And mm-hmm. Bud Light used Dylan Mulvaney in a bathtub, like blowing bubbles with stacks of Bud Light behind him. This guy, yeah. I looked him up on Instagram, was just like talking about how conservatives need to get in shape, basically. And then right. all of a sudden, he creates this ultra-right beer, and he even talks Jeez. about how he like hired a videographer for a couple thousand dollars and ended up making this beer company and he sold millions of dollars. I cannot remember 
there was like one day when Trump got arrested, he made a beer can with the mugshot on it. And I can't remember how much it was, but it was, I think, millions of dollars just in a few hours wow. worth oh of my beer. Goodness. Because he's like, don't drink Bud Light, drink this conservative beer, support conservative values. And one of yeah. the things, oh man, I want to find it on the website. It said something about um, uh, like, dang it, where's it at? Um something about like supporting conservative values, but my, I can't remember how he said it, but however it was said, it's in a way that it's like, we have these foundational values. I'm like, okay, Mm -hmm. well, what are those values? Cause you can't just say conservative values. You can't just say Christian values anymore because those Mm -hmm. widely vary depending on your viewpoint and whether you're like Mm -hmm. a Christian reading the Bible or you're a Christian going to church alone, or you're just somebody Mm -hmm. who says you're a Christian. Like those values could be totally different, even though they should be all one, the same thing because Christian means one thing, but we've changed the definitions of Christian, just like we've changed the definitions of woman and man and all these other things. Mm -hmm. Well, anyways, this guy made this beer company. He's making a lot of money. Well, then he puts out this conservative dad's real women of America calendar. 2024, featuring the most beautiful conservative women in America. And the cover picture is Riley Gaines, the swimmer who has went up against, um, what's the guy's name? Um, There's that, the swimmer that's trans. Oh, Leah Wilson. Yes, Leah Wilson. Is that right? Um, Yeah. But she is wearing a string bikini stretched out on the beach. I mean, looking very beautiful, But what's the point of the calendar? The point of the calendar is for dads and men to hang on the wall. And none of these women are dressed like highly inappropriately. I mean, like I'm I'm not some prude that says don't wear a bikini to the beach. Like I am not that person. But there's a difference in wearing a bathing suit to the beach and laying yourself out on a calendar to for with the purpose to be hung on the wall of a man to look at. And so yeah. mm-hmm. what we have here is some Christians, a few Christians pointing out that this is wrong. And then other Christians and conservatives coming at them saying, you guys are prudes. This is ridiculous. What do you do? Wear a blindfold to the beach. Um, and you guys can look at the pictures. We'll put the, um, link in the show notes for you guys to look at it and everything. But the pictures include like some of them, like there's one woman standing in her kitchen. She's wearing stiletto heels, holding a pie and she's dressed nicely. Like she's wearing an apron. She's wearing a very cover, like a dress that covers her nicely, but she's standing like in front of a cross. She's got her heel kicked up. And my point is, it doesn't matter if the woman is wearing a gunny sack, if she's wearing Carhartt bibs, whatever she's wearing. Like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't want my husband hanging no. a calendar on the wall of other women to look at. Like, she could be ugly with just really great um, intellectual, like, thoughts. Yeah. And, like, he, if he's looking at that woman as, like, I really like her. And mm. you know what I mean? Like, it's not okay. That's the point. Yeah. Like, well... And, like, looking at these pictures, like, there's a few where they're fully covered, and that's whatever. One of them, the woman's in the bathtub with bubbles around her. Like, Like, women don't pose in these ways, typically. You know, like, you're not going to the beach and lying down in that way. You're not um, half pulling yourself out of a swimming pool with a full face of makeup and trying to make yourself look as sexy as possible. Or, you know, like, these are just not natural ways that women are. And yeah, like you said, this is a conservative dad's calendar. So dads, a lot of them are going to be married. And I don't know. This is like normalizing. Regardless of being married or not. Like, would you buy this for your sons to hang on their wall? Oh my gosh. No. No. Why? It's just so, it's just so wrong in my opinion. Like, I I don't know. But why is it wrong? Because as a Christian, like if you're a Christian, it's wrong. It's absolutely wrong. It tells us this in the Bible. And that's my point. Like when we talked about Target, remember when everybody got up in arms about Target, putting the LGBTQ stuff in the front of the store, and we had people going in and harassing managers and being upset about it? 
I'm okay with people being upset that they're targeting kids with LGBTQ apparel. Mm -hmm. I'm okay with people being upset about it, but be consistent. Okay. Mm -hmm. Be consistent. Why is that wrong? Why is it wrong to target kids with LGBTQ stuff? As a Christian, if you're using God's name to say that this is wrong because of my Christian values, isn't it also wrong to try to get men to look at you in a lustful manner? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. so we need to be consistent. And I think that's the problem that I have is we're holding these stores. Target is not a Christian organization mm-hmm. at all. They're right. not a conservative organization. They're not they're claiming neither. it. Yeah. No, they're not claiming it. And so we're trying to hold people mm-hmm. and organizations to a standard that they don't even claim mm-hmm. while not holding ourselves to a standard that we do claim. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. it's just interesting to me. It's like people try to tell me all day how conservative and li- conservatives and liberals are different, but right. I can tell you all day how they're exactly the same. <laughs> Yes. They're just packaged a little differently. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I don't know. I think it's safe to say we can not count on Ultra Right Beer being a sponsor for our podcast after this. <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. And it's, I don't even really have anything wrong with his Ultra Right Beer campaign. No. It's actually pretty I mean, good marketing. It's good like, marketing. I was just yeah. a little cheesy for my taste. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But my whole, like the, the original in, like thing that I got fired up about this is just like, if your favorite Christian or your favorite conservative Christian, you know, on social media is constantly disgusted, quote unquote, and appalled, quote unquote, by all the sin in the world Mm -hmm. and calling out evil and everything. But when it happens within their party affiliation, they just, you know, all of a sudden it's it's not sin and evil, you know, like Mm -hmm. because it's a person they don't have a problem with. That's that should be a red flag. Yeah. Or if they say, oh, well, the company's going to do good things with their money because they're right leaning. So that makes it acceptable. No. Because if you have integrity, you have integrity always. Yeah. Always. And you trust that God is going to honor that. Yeah. And I think that there's a difference between canceling people Mm -hmm. and holding people accountable. I'm not saying cancel Riley Gaines or cancel that libertarian redhead lady or any of these Mm -hmm. people or don't that they have nothing good to say. I'm just saying like, Mm -hmm. hold them accountable and saying, I don't agree with what they did. And I think that that goes both ways. Also for these women who pose for the calendar, they have to be able and willing to be held accountable to something or disagree with the people that they agree with on most things. We talk about that Mm -hmm. a lot too. You know, you can agree with somebody on most things and still disagree with them on some things. And we need mm-hmm. to be okay with that on both sides of the coin, being disagreed with and disagreeing with people. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, uh, Rachel Reeves, who we've had on the podcast, kind of got in a Twitter battle. So I had seen this. I sent this to Cecily, was like fired up about it. And then we were traveling to my parents um, a few days later. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to look some more up about this. And I found that Rachel Reeves had gotten a Twitter battle with the um, – it's, she's the redhead libertarian is what her um, handle is. But I think the original tweet, I'm just going to read it so you guys can be, I don't know, it's somewhat entertaining. But she had posted, um, my daughters are so proud of me. I wished I filmed their reaction when they saw their mom baking in a sundress in our kitchen um, in a calendar. But I'll hold that memory forever in my heart. And I'm mm-hmm. like, isn't it interesting that she points out exactly what she was wearing in this tweet? to talk about Mm. it. Like if she, do you know what I mean? Like the fact that she pointed out exactly what she was wearing Mm. leads me to believe she knew already that there was a problem with it. Because if you were, if you're just in a calendar, I like if I was in a calendar for like we get farming calendars. So I was in a calendar, right. like in front of a tractor for farming with my family. I was like, oh, on. we were yeah. in, we were yeah. in a farming calendar. But mm-hmm. she couldn't say that. She had to say exactly what she was wearing. Yeah, I don't know. And sorry, she was saying that about showing her daughters or telling her. Yeah, daughters? she was saying my daughters are so proud of me. I wish I would have filmed their reaction and then their reaction when they saw me in the calendar. And so Rachel tweeted, I always tell my four daughters that if they are doing someone right, they won't have to talk anyone into it. Mm. 
turns out yeah. what um, the libertarian redhead has done, all that's what she's done all day, like talk people into it because she knows posting posing in a sexy outfit in front of a crucifix might be problematic. And so I'm like, that's a really good point. She's trying to talk people into it being okay. And then the libertarian redhead's response to her was, let your roots grow out and wash your face before talking to me about modesty. So like, (laughs) yeah, spicy slam. So she's basically saying everyone has a line. Yours is like doing your hair like that's okay. Um, but no. for me, it's posing. Am I misunderstanding it? What is she? She's just being nasty back. Mm-hmm. She's just mm-hmm. being nasty. I think she's just telling Rachel, wash your face and let your roots grow out. I don't know. I think she's just yeah. being nasty. But maybe she was saying it in a different way. But I'm like. Yeah, I wonder if she was implying that like, well, you think it's okay to make yourself look more attractive by like coloring your hair. And I forget what the other one was that you said. Oh, like maybe oh, you wear makeup? Take your makeup off. Yeah. And like wearing makeup's okay, but apparently. Maybe that's what she was getting at. It sounded I'm snarky and nasty to me. It is snarky and nasty, but I think that's maybe what she was getting at. But I mean, there's a difference. And I don't know. I just would be curious to know, like for me as a mother, I wouldn't want my daughter to see a calendar like that personally or to aspire to be in one or to be proud of me for being in one, you know, like, I I don't know what, what is there. And I'm not trying to slam her at all. I don't even know this lady. I've never, I don't think I've even seen her on Instagram, but I just don't know what there is to be proud of for having like, same thing. Like truly like doing, okay. So if it was for that, like putting mascara on and, like coloring your hair. Yeah. In my opinion is mostly, most women do that for themselves, for their own comfort and how they look, not to make a man look at them differently. Exactly. And honestly, if you talk to my husband, like I'm pretty sure. So a lot of these women like injecting their lips and all Mm -hmm. of these things, like Mm -hmm. I don't know any man that actually finds that attractive. These women are doing this for themselves and for other women in my opinion, mm. to like keep up with other women. Yeah. I don't know. I'm sure there are men that like it. I, Probably. I don't know any personally, <laughs> or at least they don't talk about it. <laughs> my husband's always like, know. why did that look <laughs> like we see him on TV? Why did they do that to their lips? Like, don't, yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. So anyway, I don't know. I don't know. I just think also like your appearance I mean, yes, you can put on makeup and clothing that's fashionable and make yourself look more attractive, but you, your looks are nothing to be proud of, in my opinion, you know, because you were kind of born that way. Like Mm -hmm. God made you the way you are. It's not, you know, like if someone says to you, oh, you're so beautiful, you're so pretty. And it's like, okay, thanks. I had nothing to do with it. You know, like what is there to be proud of? (laughs) It's, I don't know. That's kind of like what I want my kids to grow up recognizing is that if you're good looking, it's not because of you, it's because of God. You know, so I don't know. What is there to be proud of in that, I guess? You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm excited to tell you about our sponsor for this episode, The Fresh Test. If you guys have had a baby before you know about the gestational diabetes screening, well, The Fresh Test is a way to do this clean and easy without sticking your finger for a week, um, couple times a day, not fun. So this is a way to do the test without drinking that, what I call orange poison. I do. That's what I call it because that's what it is. Anyway, they are an actual small business and they've made a better product. And this is what I love to advertise for. Small business, good product. Um, In 2016, when the founder of the Fresh Test was pregnant with her son, she was searching for a way to safely test for gestational diabetes without ingesting Uh, brominated vegetable oils, dyes, and other artificial ingredients that are found in traditional beverages offered to women. She could not believe that we hadn't upped our standards in 60 years. We've been screening for gestational diabetes for over 60 years, and this is what they're still giving people is that orange poison. I'm, I'm shocked. Not really, but it's gross. Yeah. So she used her mama instincts and healthcare background and advocated for herself and her son and created this product. Since the beginning, it has been solely funded by the wonderful, inspiring mompreneur. So this is a true small business. It's a clean, good product. And I don't know, it's good. This is what I use with my son 
to test for gestational diabetes, to be able to opt out of the orange drink, to be able to actually um, get a good clean test without sticking my finger every day. They stock actually LabCorp, Thermo Fisher, Centra. So they stock some big companies. They're renowned. They're used by a lot of um, screening companies, but not everybody knows about them yet. So if you work in healthcare, if you work, especially in obstetrics, tell your providers to start using the fresh test. If you're a mom yourself who's pregnant, if you're a grandma who knows your daughters are expecting, tell them to go to thefreshtest.com and use the code BOOMCLAP to save 10% on the fresh test. This calendar is just a way to talk about this really, because there's so much going on within the quote conservative movement and Christian movement. They're just not the same thing. Like Mm -hmm. Christian and conservative isn't the same thing. It can be the same thing, right? but it's not necessarily the same thing. Mm -hmm. And I think that we're at a point where I think why people think it's the same thing is because the parties originally were divided on issues, right? And how did those issues come about? Because of our belief system and how we interpreted it. And um, and I'm not saying how the parties came about historically, but just how people divided themselves, right? Mm-hmm. By how they felt about the issues and how they feel about issues is often pinned upon their values, which is determined by their belief system. And if you're a Christian, you know, you have a certain set of beliefs that tends to have you leaning towards one way. But I think that currently in society, we don't necessarily um, allow our Christian values to determine our beliefs. Sometimes we or allow our Christian values to determine um, our party affiliation or level of conservatism. Rather, we're allowing our conservative title to um, sway what we believe. Does that make sense? So like, if conservatives are saying that this is okay, it's got to be okay because they're a conservative and they say they're Christian. So Mm -hmm. this is also okay within Christianity. Like it's flip-flopped of how it should be. Yeah. And that's like the basis of our podcast, right? Is understanding your values and not just first and foremost, understand them because that's how you're going to know how to live. Right. So yeah. Anyway. So the other day, this is the November issue. I'm just realizing of Imprimus, which comes from Hillsdale College. I know I bring up this publication often, but um, it I get it mailed to me and it just came like maybe three or four days after I found this calendar thing and <laughs> started like venting about it. But um, Larry Arn wrote this, this um, issue of the publication and just the first part of it says, Hillsdale is often called a conservative college, and in an important sense, it is. Although it is not a label we regard as fundamental, the word conservative is referential, meaningless without reference to what one wishes to conserve. No one thinks that everything should be conserved. A murder occurred in the first family of the Bible. We do not wish to conserve murder, but rather it's condemnation. So, I don't know. It's just, yeah, it we've got to pay attention to what we're conserving, right? Because Mm -hmm. we can't, like, not everything is meant to be conserved. And so as for this calendar, do we want to conserve men looking at women that are not their wives or men lusting after women who are maybe not married men, but will be married someday? You know, no, we don't want to conserve that. That's not a good thing. We have all Mm -hmm. these people calling out porn as a bad thing right now. Mm -hmm. So is it okay to like, open the door. Like it's kind of like a gateway yeah. drug. We shouldn't do that. And yeah. I know people are going to hear this and be like, Rita is such a prude. I'm actually not. I, I just, I mean, if you are, then I am because I, just, I feel the same. <laughs> like I actually believe that a calendar like that with the women in the poses they are, that is a, a type of porn, mm-hmm. you know, like it's not necessarily the full on, but it certainly, it certainly is in my opinion. Yeah. Because it's for the same purpose. Well, and we're, as Christians, we're not supposed to purposely try to make other people sin. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not supposed mm-hmm. to trick people into sinning. And that's basically what this is. So, mm-hmm. 
Anyway, I don't know. Conservative, Christian, not the same thing. You got to be watchful. You've got to be watchful of the people you're following. I don't know. I looked at a lot of those Turning Point USA accounts um, throughout that week afterwards, and I didn't see a one of them, a single one, speak out about it. And mm. it sort of went through social media like wildfire there for a few days. So um, I know people saw it. I know these people follow these accounts that were posting about it. So they were they were silent and they didn't say anything. And so I don't know. Are you really my question to those people, you know, like these Turning Point USA for this just an example. Um, are these people really mad about sin and Satan mm-hmm. and evil and all of these things? Or are they just mad about liberalism? Right. Yeah, no, it's a great question. And you can't comment on everything. Like, that's true. But absolutely. Yeah, I, I mean. But who is it more important to hold accountable? And exactly. okay, one more point on this. Um, and I will bring Rachel up one more time because we talked on the episode with her a little bit about how it's really hard for conservative politicians to win because conservatives tend to be if they're Christian also adhere to a certain set of values so stringently or um, pulled apart by those values where you each have little things that you differ on and you're willing to separate yourself from a person over your values, which I think is a good thing Mm -hmm. sometimes. Mm -hmm. But this, I kind of already talked about this, but not in the same way. We need to be able to still hold up people that, are in positions that are doing good mostly, but hold them accountable, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. It's just like with the Trump thing. Okay. Oh yeah, I was just going to say, do you want to talk about, I have the ad, we can play it. it. You can if you want, yeah. Might as well. Okay, Okay, guys. To set some some context, this is, so if you don't know the Paul Harvey, I think it was from the mid-1970s, Paul Harvey was a radio commentator Um, He was on the radio for a lot of years. I remember listening to him when I was a kid. It may have been reruns now that I think about it, but he was on, like it was talk radio and he would be on for a little segment. He would give this, um, and he had like such an iconic voice. He would give this um, talk. It would be like a story and you have no idea where it's going. And he'd be like, and now for the rest of the story. And then you'd like hear the rest of the story and figure out where it was going and It was really neat, but he Mm -hmm. did this. So God made a farmer and I'm sure Mm -hmm. most of you have heard it, but it's this really beautiful poem about God making a farmer, but Trump has an ad out and it's set to God made a farmer. And I think that if you don't know that you'll hear it differently. So you need to know that leading into what Cecily's going to play. Okay, here it is. And on June 14th, 1946, God looked down on his planned paradise and said, I need a caretaker, so God gave us Trump. God said, I need somebody willing to get up before dawn, fix this country, work all day, fight the Marxists, eat supper, then go to the Oval Office and stay past midnight at a meeting of the heads of state, so God made Trump. I need somebody with arms, strong enough to rustle the deep state, and yet gentle enough to deliver his own grandchild. Somebody to ruffle the feathers, tame cantankerous World Economic Forum, come home hungry, have to wait until the first lady is done with lunch with friends, then tell the ladies to be sure and come back real soon, and mean it. So God gave us Trump. I need somebody who can shape an axe, but wield a sword, who had the courage to step foot in North Korea, who can make money from the tar of the sand, turn liquid to gold, who understands the difference between tariffs and inflation, will finish his 40-hour week by Tuesday noon, but then put in another 72 hours. So God made Trump. God had to have somebody willing to go into the den of vipers, call out the fake news for their tongues as sharp as a serpent's. The poison of vipers is on their lips, and yet stop. So God made Trump. God said, I need somebody who will be strong and courageous, who will not be afraid or terrified of the wolves when they attack, a man who cares for the flock, a shepherd to mankind who won't ever leave nor forsake them. I need the most diligent worker to follow the path 
and remain strong in faith and know the belief of God and country. Somebody who's willing to drill, bring back manufacturing and American jobs, farm the lands, secure our borders, build our military, fight the system all day, and finish a hard week's work by attending church on Sunday. And then his oldest son turns and says, Dad, let's make America great again. Dad, let's build back a country to be the envy of the world again. So God made Trump. Well, there it is. <laughs> it is so hard to listen to that without actually bursting out laughing. Yeah. So yeah. this was called, so on the other side of the coin, this was called blasphemous. And I don't know. I mean, God did make Trump, right? Like he did make each one of us. But mm. for those reasons that Trump says in the ad, I'm not sure. I don't know. <laughs> but I honestly, the ad was, I, I don't think it was made to be funny, but it was I don't funny think it was to made. me. Yeah. <laughs> because like, <laughs> deliver his own grandchild. What? <laughs> yes. Sorry. Say what? Oh, yeah. What? <laughs> like, but yeah. anyway, I think just calling things what they are for ex like what we were just talking about before Cecily played the ad, calling things what they are prideful, arrogant. Yes, probably. Um, does that mean that if Trump is the candidate that goes against Biden, that we should turn against him because he's arrogant and prideful? I don't know. I don't think so. Um <laughs> I'm not one of those people that says if there's lesser of two evils, we don't vote at all because truly right. one's always lesser of two evils because none of us are yeah. totally good. Yeah. So I have mixed. First of all, I do think the ad is hilarious, even though it wasn't intended to be. I actually kind of <laughs> feel bad for his team that made this because I'm like, I don't think they realize how funny this is, even though it yeah. shouldn't be. Yes. <laughs> I do have problems with it from a Christian perspective. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think it's an innocent ad. I, it it's actually not innocent. Reminds, it's very no, arrogant and prideful. Very arrogant and prideful. And it kind of, there's certain parts that definitely have biblical language, like calling mm -hmm. himself a shepherd of mankind. Yeah. And then and the other one was the poison, the venom of vipers or the poison of vipers is on their lips, speaking of the media. And to me, in a way, it's like he's kind of making himself a prophet in a way. And it makes mm, me think mm -hmm. of the Old Testament where, you know, people would call themselves prophets, but they would give false information to people and say mm -hmm. that it was the word of God. Yeah, I That's the vibe I get from this for sure. Like he is using the word of God to say that all of these things are true. And so if someone is weak in their faith or new to faith, they might actually kind of look at him like a prophet and be taken in by this. And so that's yeah, my that's problems a good point. with him. That's a good yeah. point. And, and God had severe punishment planned for the those who did that, who misled mm -hmm. people by claiming the word of God. So I, I don't, don't even know, know. I don't know if he even knows that, though. Well, I know. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, does yeah. he even know yeah. Well, I mean, he finishes work week by going it. to church saying. on Sunday, according to that ad, which means nothing, you know, to go to church weekly. It means nothing as far as um, do you have a real relationship yeah. with the Lord, you know? Yep. But anyway, so those are my problems with the ad. It certainly wouldn't make me want to vote for him. Oh, but no. No. Anyway, it was very interesting. Anyway. That's one way Everything's to very it. interesting. This whole year is yeah. going to be very interesting. Oh, for I don't know. sure. For sure. I did a poll yeah. on my Instagram last night and let's see what it's at so far. And it was just like a basic one, but it was like, how are you feeling about 2024 so far? 32% are feeling great about it. 23% feel like it'll be the same as 2023 and 45% say new year, more crazy. So, mm. yeah. And I really do think, like, I feel great about 2024 from the perspective of I love a fresh start, a new year. And there's all sorts of unknowns, which actually I love. Um, 
But I do believe that even despite the fact that I am optimistic and hopeful and feeling great about 2024, there is going to be some serious turmoil and turbulence that goes on during this year. And how we navigate it is going to be extremely crucial. Yeah. I kind of think that our personal lives might be less affected by the political turmoil, at least Mm -hmm. up until the election. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I think it just depends on how you pay attention to things, in my opinion. Like, Mm -hmm. I think all this stuff going on with, you know, Trump being pulled off of ballots and things like um, crazy stuff going on in the world might ramp up, but the way we're personally affected might like slow down a little bit up to the election because like I said, the party in power wants to maintain power. And so in doing that, they try to make things a little easier. Like I think Biden already said that he was going to let up on the, um, the uh, interest rates a little bit and things that was going Mm. to be a little lighter, like just things like that. I think financially might pull back a Mm -hmm. little bit for people just, I don't know, to at least make things up here a little better. Well, and then my advice always is beware of comfort. Oh, exactly. Yeah, I beware mean, of comfort. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So <sighs> I don't know. It's not going to get better in the long run. Like that's, that's yeah. my point. But yeah. things might get a little easier for a little bit. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. that's that. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. Yeah. So we have some good guests coming up for you guys. We're really excited about um, the episode coming out next week. Um, this was just kind of chit chat into the new year. And I don't know. I hope you guys got a rest too, because it was mm-hmm. nice for me. It was nice for Cecily. And I don't know. Everyone needs it. Like, yep. like you said at the beginning, Sabbath is made for the man, not man for Sabbath. Absolutely. And I don't yeah. think we can wait till December to have another little break like that. So we'll, no. we'll figure out how that's going to work. But Um, Oh, one more thing going into the new year. I didn't talk about this with you, Cecily, but you guys, Mm. if there's things that you specifically want to hear about on the podcast, um, send Cecily a message, send me a message. Mm. Let me know if there's specific guests that you think would be interesting to hear from. Let us know. Um, It doesn't mean that we'll necessarily get them on, but it does mean we will take that into consideration and it will give us some ideas of what you particularly want to hear. I know that we got a few messages towards the end of last year that did drive us to do specific episodes that Mm -hmm. were asked for. um, Mm -hmm. And they turned out being, I don't know, to be some of my favorite ones there at the end of the year. So um, do please let us know. That would be very helpful. And also, I mean, what's the point of doing this if we're not going to talk about things you guys want to hear about? Absolutely. Absolutely. Definitely need, we're a team. We need your input. Yep. All right. Well, let's wrap it up there. Thanks, you guys, for listening. Welcome to 2024. I'm really excited about it and really excited about the podcast for this year. I don't know. It's just so exciting to enter into a new year. So thank, yeah. thanks for listening. If you want to find us outside the podcast, you can find us on Instagram at Boom Clap Podcast. And you can also find us individually. I'm on Instagram at Cecily.Dickey or my website, thegracetogrow.com. And you can find me, Rita, at RitaRogersCo.com or RitaRogersCo on Instagram. Thanks for listening.